Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Tenth Canto, Chapter 2. Texts 25 through 28. The demigods offer prayers. Part 1. Texts 25 and 26. Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, accompanied by the great sages like Narada, Devala, and Vyas, and by other demigods like Indra, Chandra, and Varuna, invisibly approached the room of Devaki, where they all joined in offering their respectful obeisances and prayers to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who can bestow blessings upon everyone. The demigods prayed, O Lord, you never deviate from your vow, which is always perfect, because whatever you decide is perfectly correct and cannot be stopped by anyone. Being present in the three phases of cosmic manifestation, creation, maintenance, and annihilation, you are the supreme truth. Indeed, unless one is completely truthful, one cannot achieve your favor, which therefore cannot be achieved by hypocrites. You are the active principle, the real truth, in all ingredients of creation, and therefore you are known as antaryami, the inner force. You are equal to everyone, and your instructions apply for everyone, for all time. You are the beginning of all truth. Therefore, offering our obeisances, we surrender unto you. Kindly, give us protection. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The demigods, or devotees, know perfectly well that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the true substance, whether within this material world or in the spiritual world. Srimad Bhagavatam begins, therefore, with the words, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Satyam Param Dimehi. Vasudev, Krishna, is the Param Satyam, the Supreme Truth. The Supreme Truth can be approached or understood by the Supreme Method, as declared by the Supreme Truth. Bhaktimam Abhidhanati Yavanyas Chasmitatvataha. Bhagavad Gita. 1855. Bhakti, devotional service, is the only way to understand the absolute truth. For protection, therefore, the demigods surrender to the supreme truth, not to the relative truth. There are persons who worship various demigods, but the supreme truth, Krishna, declares in Bhagavad Gita 723, Antavattu palamtesham tadbhaktya alpamedasam. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods, and their fruits are limited and temporary. Worship of demigods may be useful for a limited time, but the result is antavat, perishable. This material world is impermanent. The demigods are impermanent and the benedictions derived from the demigods 
are also impermanent, whereas the living entity is eternal. Nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam. The Katha Upanishad 2.2.13. Every living entity, therefore, must search for eternal happiness, not temporary happiness. The words satyam param dimahi indicate that one should search for the absolute truth, not the relative truth. While offering prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Nishringadev, Prahlad Maharaj said, Balasya neha saranam pitaro nishringha nartasya tandagam odanvanti majato naro. Generally, it is understood that the protectors for a child are his parents. But this is not actually the fact. The real protector is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Taptas ya tat pratir vidhir ya ihan jasetatas. Tavad vibo tanubritam tvad upeksitanum. Srimad Bhagavatam 7, 9, 19. If neglected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, a child, despite the presence of his parents, will suffer. And a diseased person, despite all medical help, will die. In this material world, where there is a struggle for existence, Men have invented many means for protection, but these are all useless if the Supreme Personality of Godhead rejects them. Therefore, the demigods purposely say, Satyama kum tvam saranam prapana. Real protection can be obtained from you, O Lord, and therefore we surrender unto you. The Lord demands that one surrender unto him, Sarvadaman Purityaja, Mamekam Saranambraja. And he further says, Sakrit Eva Prapano Yas, Tavasmiti Sayachyate, Abhayam Sarvadatasmai, Dadamye Tad Vratam Mama. If one surrenders unto me sincerely, saying, My Lord, from this day I am fully surrendered unto you. I always give him protection. That is my vow. From the Ramayan, Yudha Kanda, 1833. The demigods offered their prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he had now appeared in the womb of his devotee, Devaki, to protect the devotees harassed by Kamsa and his lieutenants. Thus the Lord acts as Satyavrata, the protection given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be compared to protection given by the demigods. It is said that Ravana was a great devotee of Lord Shiva, but when Lord Ramachandra went to kill him, Lord Shiva could not give him protection. Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, accompanied by great sages like Narada and followed by many other demigods, had now invisibly appeared in the house of Kamsa. They began to pray for the Supreme Personality of Godhead in select prayers, which are very pleasing to the devotees and which award fulfillment of devotional desires. The first words they spoke acclaimed that the Lord is true to his vow. 
as stated in Bhagavad Gita. Krishna descends upon this material world just to protect the pious and destroy the impious. That is his vow. The demigods could understand that the Lord had taken his residence within the womb of Devaki to fulfill this vow. They were very glad that the Lord was appearing to fulfill his mission, and they addressed him as Satyam Param, or the Supreme Absolute Truth. Everyone is searching after the truth. That is the philosophical way of life. The demigods give information that the Supreme Absolute Truth is Krishna. One who becomes fully Krishna conscious can attain the Absolute Truth. Krishna is the Absolute Truth. Relative truth is not truth in all three phases of eternal time. Time is divided into past, present, and future. Krishna is truth always, past, present, and future. In the material world, everything is being controlled by supreme time in the course of past, present, and future. But before the creation, Krishna was existing. When there is creation, everything is resting in Krishna. And when this creation is finished, Krishna will remain. Therefore, he is the absolute truth in all circumstances. If there is any truth within this material world, it emanates from the supreme truth, Krishna. If there is any opulence within this material world, the cause of the opulence is Krishna. If there is any reputation within this material world, the cause of the reputation is Krishna. If there is any strength within this material world, the cause of such strength is Krishna. If there is any wisdom and education within this material world, the cause of such wisdom and education is Krishna. Therefore, Krishna is the source of all relative truths. Devotees, therefore, following in the footsteps of Lord Brahma, pray, Govindam Adi Purusham Tamaham Bajami, worshipping the Adi Purusha, the Supreme Truth, Govinda. Everything, everywhere, is performed in terms of three principles, Jnana, Bala, Kriya, knowledge, strength, and activity. In every field, if there is not full knowledge, full strength, and full activity, an endeavor is never successful. Therefore, if one wants success in everything, one must be backed by these three principles. In the Vedas, the Svetasvatara Upanishad 6.8, there is this statement, about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Natasya karyam karanam chavidyate, natatsamas chadyadikasta drishyate, parashya shaktir vividaiva shruyate, swabhaviki jnana balakriya cha. The Supreme Personality of Godhead does not need to do anything personally, for he has such potencies that anything he wants done will be done perfectly well through the control of material nature. 
svabhaviki jnana bala kriya cha. Similarly, those who are engaged in the service of the Lord are not meant to struggle for existence. The devotees who are fully engaged in spreading this Krishna consciousness movement, more than 10,000 men and women all over the world, have no steady or permanent occupation. Yet we actually see that they are maintained very opulently. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 9.22, Ananyas chintayanto mam yejana paryupashate, tesham nityabhiyuktanam yogakshemam vahamyaham. For those who worship me with devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, I carry to them what they lack and preserve what they have. The devotees have no anxiety over what will happen next, where they will stay or what they will eat, for everything is maintained and supplied by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has promised, O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Bhagavad Gita 9.31 From all angles of vision, therefore, in all circumstances, if one fully surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no question of one's struggling for existence. In this connection, the commentary by Sripad Madhvacharya, who quotes from the Tantra Bhagavat, is very meaningful. Sachabda utamam bruhyad anandan titi vaivadet yati gyanam samudhishtam pornananda dishishtata atravachcha tadadanat satyata chodjate bibu. Explaining the words satyasya yonim, Srila Visvana Chakrabarti Thakur says that Krishna is the avatari the origin of all incarnations. All incarnations are the absolute truth. Yet the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the origin of all incarnations. Eva di Sarantanam Dipayati, Brahma Samhita 546. There may be many lamps, all equal in power. Yet there is a first lamp, a second lamp a third lamp, and so on. Similarly, there are many incarnations who are compared to lamps, but the first lamp, the original, personality of Godhead, is Krishna. Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami. The demigods must offer worship and obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But one might argue that since the Supreme Godhead was within the womb of Devaki, he was also coming in a material body. Why, then, should he be worshipped? Why should one make a distinction between an ordinary living entity and the Supreme Personality of Godhead? These questions are answered in the following verses. Text 27 the body, the total body, and the individual body are of the same composition, may be figuratively called the original tree. From this tree, 
which fully depends on the ground of material nature, come two kinds of fruit, the enjoyment of happiness and the suffering of distress. The cause of the tree, forming its three roots, is association with the three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. The fruits of the bodily happiness have four tastes, religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation, which are experienced through the five senses for acquiring knowledge in the midst of the six circumstances. Lamentation, illusion, old age, death, hunger, and thirst. The seven layers of bark covering the tree are skin, blood, muscle, fat, bone, marrow, and semen. And the eight branches of the tree are the five gross and three subtle elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. The tree of the body has nine hollows, the eyes, the ears, the nostrils, the mouth, the rectum, and the genitals, and ten leaves, the ten airs passing through the body. In this tree of the body, there are two birds. One is the individual soul, and the other is the supersoul. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. This material world is composed of five principal elements earth, water, fire, air, and ether, all of which are emanations from Krishna. Although materialistic scientists may accept these five primary elements as the cause of the material manifestation, these elements, in their gross and subtle states, are produced by Krishna, whose marginal potency also produces the living entities working within this material world. The seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita clearly states that the entire cosmic manifestation is a combination of two of Krishna's energies, the superior energy and the inferior energy. The living entities are the superior energy, and the inanimate material elements are his inferior energy. In the dormant stage, everything rests in Krishna. Material scientists cannot give such a thorough analysis of the material structure of the body. The analysis of the material scientists concerns itself only with the inanimate matter, but this is inadequate because the living entity is completely separate from the material bodily structure. In Bhagavad Gita 7.5, the Lord says, Aparyami tastvanyam prakatim me param jiva bhutam mahabaho yayedam daryatejagat. Besides this inferior nature, almighty armed Arjuna, there is a superior energy of mine, which consists of all the living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. Although the material elements emanate from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, they are separated elements, 
and are sustained by the living elements. As indicated by the word dvikaga, the living elements within the body resemble two birds in a tree. Ka means sky, and ga means one who flies. Thus the word dvikaga refers to birds. In the tree of the body, there are two birds, or two living elements, and they are always different. In Bhagavad Gita 13.3, the Lord says, O Sion of Bharat, you should understand that I am also the knower in all bodies. The Kshetra the owner of the body, is also called Kaga, the living entity. Within the body, there are two such kshatra gyas, the individual soul and the super soul. The individual soul is the owner of his individual body, but the super soul is present within the bodies of all living entities. Such a thorough analysis of the understanding of the bodily structure cannot be obtained anywhere but in the Vedic literature. When two birds enter a tree, one may foolishly think that the birds become one or merge with the tree, but actually they do not. Rather, each bird keeps its individual identity. Similarly, the individual soul and the supersoul do not become one, nor do they merge with matter. The living entity lives close to matter, but this does not mean that he merges or mixes with it. Although material scientists mistakenly see the organic and inorganic, or animate and inanimate, to be mixed. Vedic knowledge has been kept, imprisoned, or concealed, but every human being needs to understand it in truth. The modern civilization of ignorance is simply engaged in analyzing the body and thus people come to an erroneous conclusion that the living force within the body is generated under certain material conditions. People have no information of the soul. But this verse gives a perfect explanation that there are two living forces, dvi kaga, the individual soul and the supersoul. The supersoul is present in everybody. Whereas the individual soul is situated only in his own body, Dehi, and is transmigrating from one body to another. Text 28 The efficient cause of this material world manifested with its many varieties as the original tree, is you, O Lord. You are also the maintainer of this material world, and after annihilation, you are the one in whom everything is conserved. Those who are covered by your external energy cannot see you behind this manifestation, but theirs is not the vision of learned devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Various demigods, beginning from Lord Brahma, 
Lord Shiva, and even Vishnu, are supposed to be the creator, maintainer, and annihilator of this material world. But actually, they are not. The fact is that everything is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, manifested in varieties of energy. Ekam eva dvitiam brahma. There is no second existence. Those who are truly vipaschit, learned, are those who have reached the platform of understanding and observing the Supreme Personality of Godhead in any condition of life. Premanjana chorita bhakti vilochinena sandak sadaiva hrdayeshu vilokayanti. Brahma Samhita 5.38 Learned devotees accept the conditions of distress as representing the presence of the Supreme Lord. When a devotee is in distress, he sees that the Lord has appeared as distress just to relieve or purify the devotee from the contamination of this material world. While one is within this material world, one is in various conditions. And therefore, a devotee sees a condition of distress as but another feature of the Lord. Tattenu kampam shukshamikshamana. Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 14, 8. A devotee, therefore, regards distress as a great favor of the Lord because he understands that he is being cleansed of contamination. Keshamaham samudharta mrityu samsara sagarat. Bhagavad Gita 12, 7. The appearance of distress is a negative process intended to give the devotee relief from this material world, which is called mrityu samsara, or the constant repetition of birth and death. To save a surrendered soul from repeated birth and death, the Lord purifies him of contamination by offering him a little distress. This cannot be understood by a non-devotee, but a devotee can see this because he is vipaschit, or learned. A non-devotee, therefore, is perturbed in distress, but a devotee welcomes the distress as another feature of the Supreme Lord. Sarvam kalav idam brahma. A devotee can actually see that there is only the Supreme Personality of Godhead and no second entity. Ekam eva dvitiam. There is only the Lord, who presents himself in different energies. Persons who are not in real knowledge think that Brahma is the creator, Vishnu is the maintainer, and Shiva is the annihilator, and that the different demigods are intended to fulfill diverse purposes. Thus they create diverse purposes and worship various demigods to have those purposes fulfilled. A devotee, however, knows that these various demigods are but different parts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that these parts need not be worshipped. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, 9.23 Ye pyanyeva devata bhaktya yajanti shradayanvita tepi mam eva kantea yajanti avidi purvakam 
whatever a man may sacrifice to other gods, O son of Kunti, is really meant for me alone, but it is offered without true understanding. There is no need to worship the demigods, for this is avidi, not in order. Simply by surrendering oneself at the lotus feet of Krishna, one can completely discharge one's duties. There is no need to worship various deities or demigods. These various divinities are observed by the mudhas, or fools, who are bewildered by the three modes of material nature. Tribir gunamair bhavair, ebi sarvamidam jigat. Such fools cannot understand that the real source of everything is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mohitam nabijanati mam ebya paramam avyayam. Not being disturbed by the Lord's various features, one should concentrate upon and worship the Supreme Lord. Mame kam saranam braja. This should be the guiding principle of one's life.